When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. Happy New Year. We welcome in Tom Luganbill to the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. You can watch the show right now on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. Tom Luganbill in Orlando, part of the Under Armour All-American game. And uh, Lugs, how is it down there? It's good, man. It's hard to believe it's been 17 years since the first inception of this in 2008 with Julio Jones and A.J. Green and Daquan Bowers and Man, let's see, E.J. Manuel, uh, Landry Jones. I mean, and then you just kind of go through the years. You're like Matt Barkley, Manti Teo, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Jamar Chase. I mean, this, the, the, the list goes on and on of players, and it's just fun to see kind of like the next crew come in. It's been a great week. We've got the game uh, this afternoon at 4 o'clock Eastern time, so – Ready, to be honest with you, always exciting time. But i got to be honest, Bo, this has probably been the busiest month of December as far as travel and work responsibilities I've had in the 19 years I've been here at ESPN. So good to be busy, but it's also going to be good to take a little bit of breath. How long have you been down there? So I came in directly from the Cotton Bowl. So I've been down here since the 30th. I'll go home tomorrow. And then I had come from the famous Toastery Bowl, and then Signing Day directly to the Cotton Bowl. And then before that, I'd had an FCS quarterfinal. <laughs> wow. Okay. I knew you'd been been running. Uh, let's jump right into it. We've got some Mississippi State and Ole Miss players down there. Um, and so I'm just going to rapid fire with you, and you, you tell us how they've been practicing. Uh, Michael Van Buren, the quarterback out of Baltimore that signed with Jeff Levy. How has he looked in practice? So excited for him. Um, I think I've told you this before. He reminds me of a stronger-armed, right-handed Dylan Gabriel. And um, really athletic, really, really smooth release. I think that's the thing that stands out to me the most is 
the ball comes out of his hand so fast, and he's able to beat the rush uh, with anticipatory traits and the ability to just to just chuck it, man. I mean, he he gets back there and he lets it fly. I think he's an ideal fit for for the scheme in, in terms of what Jeff Levy is going to employ there. So I think it's a, it was a huge pickup at at a, a critical time for a new coach, which is kind of which is kind of a neat. And the thing is, he's going to get a ton more reps because, not to get off point here, but what we're experiencing now with the last two years is now that they changed the rule that mid-year guys can practice with their teams for bowl preparation, we've had multiple players going back and forth between their college team that they've been practicing with and then coming back and practicing with us. But in this particular case on his team, Julian Sayan, our other quarterback that was on that roster, has been practicing with Alabama out at the Rose Bowl, so he's actually not going to play in the game. So Michael Van Buren is going to get a ton of reps tonight. How do you like his approach, his uh, attitude, his poise, things that uh, also count, especially when you're QB1 the stay and age, Tom? Uh, I think that he's got a smile on his face all the time, and I like his demeanor. I like how he carries himself. He seems to interact really, really well with his teammates. Um, the one thing, you know, it's it's hard on these guys because you bring them all in for one week. Well, it's not even a week. It's less than that on the field. You're cramming with the playbook. And then at the same time, you're adjusting to different personalities, people you don't know. And the speed of the game is ramped up so significantly from their normal high school experience that it takes a day or two for everybody to kind of get into rhythm and kind of get a feel for themselves to where they're not thinking and they're playing fast. And so yesterday's practice is always probably my favorite practice because it's the practice where the players feel the most comfortable because they've been ingrained in it for a few days. They know the system. They know the schedule. They know what's expected of them. But no, I've been really pleased with his demeanor, his poise, um, how he's interacted with his teammates. It's, it's been a pleasant week. What What is the number one thing that he does really well and and maybe that skill, something that you think he and Levy can develop and will be even better 24 months from now? He has the ability to change arm angles and get the ball out of his hand quickly to help protect him versus pass rush. And then his initial suddenness, if he's under duress or he's getting rushed and he's got to evade, he's got to escape the pocket, that first initial jolt is really sudden. Um, And he's twitchy. So as an athlete, you know, if he's got to buy time and he's got to get out of trouble, he's going to be able to do that, which is going to lead to the avoidance of negative plays, um, throws really well on the run, really well on the move. Um, you know, I, I had, I've had Oklahoma, I want to say four times each of the last two years that Jeff Levy was the offensive coordinator there. And, you know, watching Dylan Gabriel, watching how quickly they want to get rid of the football in that offense and they want to get it out to the perimeter. They don't want to take sacks. They don't want to take negative plays. And a lot of that is on the quarterback. You've got to get the ball out of your hand. And I think that's really one of his strongest traits is, there's some guys that have a bit of a longer, maybe more deliberate delivery. Maybe they can't change arm angles and things need to be a little bit more perfect around them for them to be at their best. He's one of those guys that I think can, can alter how you get rid of the football dependent on the situation. Okay. Tom Luganville with ESPN. He's at the Under Armour All-American game. He's been a part of it for 17 years. He feels like he's been there three weeks, but he loves it. And the game is this <laughs> afternoon. And uh, Lugs has been all over the place as far as social media and TV. Uh, Lugs played Power 5 football. 
uh, became a coach. His dad joined him down there, longtime coach too. So I know Tom's been having a great time. You just mentioned calling four Oklahoma games. I want to get into that for just a second, get back to some of these state and Ole Miss players. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like, Tom, as someone who's played Power 5 football, coached, and now been in this thing for 20 years, did you did you experience seeing Jeff Levy grow as a play caller and an offensive coordinator calling his games the last two years? Yeah, and I think a lot of it was trying to figure out, particularly his first two years at Oklahoma, and year one to year two was so vastly different because the personnel around Dylan Gabriel in year two was so far superior to what they were playing with in year one. They weren't very good in the offensive line in year one, slightly improved this year. They didn't have the run game in either of the two years that they would have liked to have had consistently, but the targets like Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson, um, a lot of those guys had not emerged in his first year. You added those two guys to the mix around, um, around Drake Stoops and some of their other guys, and all of a sudden they, were, they could do more because they were more talented. They could t- attack other areas of the field. They could win more one-on-one matchups. And, you know, I go back to when Baylor and Art Bryles and Kendall Bryles and Jeff Lebby and those guys uh, were getting that thing rolling at, at Baylor and kind of to see everybody break off of that branch. And then Jeff kind of, you know, hooks up with Jeff Heifel there for a little while. Then he hooks up with Lane Kiffin for a little while. And they've all kind of integrated these concepts. But what I think interesting about it is a lot of these quote-unquote air raid guys or, you know, original version of the air raid guys have actually morphed into power run RPO with air raid pass game concepts. The pass game concepts for the air raid are still prevalent and, and a, a major part of what Jeff Levy's doing. But when you really look at what they want to do, they want to be a inside and outside zone and a guard tackle or guard H-back counter team. And then all the play action, all the screen stuff comes off of that. And um, that's kind of the goal of the offense. It's kind of like the new iteration of the air raid plus a run game that is that takes priority. So I think, you know, with anything, he's going to, at Mississippi State, the first part of what he's got to do is evaluate what do they have? What are the pieces of the puzzle? You're going to get into the winter conditioning program, so you're going to be dealing with your strength and conditioning folks, and you're going to be figuring out, all right, who are our workers, who are our guys that are on time, who are the guys that we can depend on, who, who, who is the staff telling us, hey, you might have something here, and we need to, we, we, we need to get this guy ingrained because he's shown some traits in our, our weight room and this and that, that that lead to winning football, and then you get into spring football. And you start to figure out where are the pieces of the puzzle at? Where, where are we deficient? Where do we have a strength? How do we lean on that strength? If we are deficient, how do we stay away from it and still run or still, and still be able to succeed offensively? And then you go from year one to year two, and it's, such a, it's, it's just a, such a different animal to attack, though, because you're not scrambling, swimming, trying to figure out all the ins and outs of everything. Your, your system's in place. You know your kids. You're now managing the roster better. Um, it's just an entirely different ball of wax when you go from year one to year two. That was strong. Tom Luganville with ESPN. He's on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. He's down in Orlando for the Under Armour All-American game. We have several players down there, including Michael Van Buren 
in which Tom laid out uh, how he has looked the last few days and did it really well. Let's go with Cam Franklin. All right. Um, he signed with Ole Miss, defensive lineman. Uh, what is your evaluation and takeaway from Cam Franklin the last few days in practice? So this is a really, really good defensive line class as a whole. He's our top-ranked player amongst either Ole Miss or, or, or Mississippi State's class. He's our top-ranked player um, uh, in the state of Mississippi, too. And he's right on the cusp of being a five-star guy for us. And he's played like one, very active, very um, explosive in his first step get off. I think, you know, the one thing that, and I always guard against falling into this trap, but it does help that this is a padded event, unlike, you know, camps and combines in the spring and summer. You you can become enamored with one-on-one reps in the offensive and defensive line, but you've got to be very careful not to get caught up in it because that is a rigged drill and it is rigged for the defense to win because you're essentially saying, all right, we're going to go one-on-one pass rush with a defensive end or a defensive tackle versus an offensive guard center or offensive tackle. But, oh, by the way, offensive guy, there's no run support responsibility for the defensive lineman, and he has a two-way go. So the offensive lineman is completely on their heels. So there's going to always be advantages. And so whether that's David Stone that we've had down here who's been really, really good um, whether it's Franklin, who's been really explosive. What I look for more so in that drill is the ability to finish the rep, the motor, the, the nonstop, constant 100-mile-an-hour approach. That's what the coaches are looking for. It's, it's, it's what you're looking for because um, you want a bunch of guys that play hard. And so far, I've seen that. Okay. All right, Tom Luganbill, ESPN. He is at the Under Armour All-American game. They'll play this afternoon, and they've been going through uh, practice the last few days. Let's let's move on to Braylon Stonka Burnside, wide receiver out of Startville, Mississippi. How has he looked to you? One of the better playmakers. When I say playmakers, I'm talking like one-handed catch, Diving, leaping catch in the end zone. Really, really gifted route runner. Um, Type of guy that there's some wow moments this week, right? And And I'll say this. One of the things that we've been really excited about with this group of skilled athletes that we've had this year is that this has been a group of skilled guys that have played like, when I say played, I mean played a bunch of football on either side of the ball. Like we've got a bunch of guys that we have listed at corner or we have listed at wide receiver that quite honestly, we've put them there because that's the indication that we have gotten um, when it comes to um, where they're going to land at the spaces that are recruiting them. But all of them could go into the athlete category, category though. And, you know, he's in there obviously because he's played and we're not quite sure where he's going to land in terms of, position but the versatility of these guys that we've got in this particular game has been so impressive I, we've got running backs that could play slot receiver we've got outside receivers that could play safety we've got inside receivers that could double up as a corner all I see. Of them can return kicks and punts okay and 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 braylon burnside stonka he's you talked about his eval a few weeks ago from 10th grade right you said but bo mm-hmm. i'm going to get to see him again and he's obviously going to be bigger 
faster and stronger. Um, is he a pretty physical player? That's what I was told by the people around Starble. Yeah, oh yeah, he's a physical player. There ain't no doubt about that. I mean, he's he's um, he has a uh, mean streak's not the right word uh, or phrase, but he's got this very competitive temperament. You got to understand, he's he's you know just under six foot, but he's two hundred pounds. I mean, he's a he's a he's not a slight, you know. 185 pound skill guy. He's he's a little bit more advanced than that in terms of stature. Let's go to Tom Luganbill with ESPN on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line, driven by your next Ford F150 at Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. Uh, Mario Craver, wide receiver out of Alabama, that Jeff Levy was able to land. Yeah, this kid's been um, a lot of fun. The only downside to him is he's just not very big. And that's, you know, that's kind of your, your concern. He's right at around 150 pounds, but he clocked almost 21 miles an hour. Um, so, you know, he's going to compensate with some speed and quickness. Again, another guy that can change the field in the return game. I would see him being a slot, utility, jet sweep, end around, um, type of guy that you're going to use in the short and intermediate passing game and that would be a guy that you hope can become a field position flipper for you in special teams. Okay. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds show. Traveris Banks signed with Pete Golding and Ole Miss. DB out of Tuscaloosa. How's he looked? Man, you've, you've gotten all over our roster, haven't you, man? Yeah. I'm telling you, you've done a good, you, you've done a good job in this deal. Um, Listen, he's a guy that we had originally had at corner. Then we moved him to the athlete category. Um, we played him a little bit this week on, on both sides of the football. Could play potentially both sides in the game. He is an elite caliber corner safety wide receiver prospect. Now, he may end up outgrowing the corners. I mean, he's almost 200 pounds as well. And he's about six one and a half. Um, he's been so fluid, so smooth. The one thing that we like about him is he's really good in press coverage, and we we try to limit some of that stuff in an all star setting because, quite honestly, even the best of the best receivers in this game, they're going to struggle to get off of press coverage. So we do some stuff during the week to see how guys handle it and things of that nature, and then kind of try to limit it in the game because if you can't get any free releases in the game, there's nowhere for the quarterback to go. Uh, because these guys are so good and they're not used to facing that in a normal high school setting. But he's uh, been a physical kid that can reroute people really good. Our red zone, he was a part of a a red zone session two days ago. When I say it was a red zone one-on-one, so you get a lot of slants, you get a lot of back shoulder fades, you got a little, you got a lot of high point fades. He was a part of a run. We had four consecutive plays where either – the wide out or the corner in press coverage in the red zone had to make a one-handed catch to end the play. So it was either a one-handed interception that was spectacular or a one-handed reception that was spectacular, and he was in on one of those four. Wow. Okay. This guy could grow into a strong safety or free safety, Luke's? I think he's going to start at corner and okay. see how he could hold up. Then okay. I think he would go in – and he would end up being a Caleb Downs, Terry and Arnold, Malachi uh, uh, 
Starks type of guy like in Georgia. Okay. Tom Luganville, ESPN. He's uh, live from the Under Armour All-American game in Orlando. You can watch it this afternoon. Uh, Stonka, Cam, uh, Michael Van Buren, and the group. Uh, he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Lugs, I want to switch gears real quick, talk Michigan-Bama. Um, I'd just like to get your takeaway. Mine was that uh, for years I've uh, run my mouth on this show and said you have to play out of your mind to beat the Alabama mm-hmm. Crimson Tide. Yeah. And the one thing that I thought, but you see more than I do, is that Michigan didn't play out of their mind. In fact, Michigan gifted them a couple of turnovers on their side of the 50. And uh, I thought Michigan played well, but this is just a little bit different Alabama team. Harbaugh and his staff did a great job. I give Michigan all the credit in the world. But usually if you get them those kind of turnovers, they beat you and then they impose their will. It should have been 21-6 to Michigan. What did you see, Tom? Yeah, listen, I think for every mistake that Michigan made that was a turnover-related or kicking game-related mistake, Alabama made similar mistakes, only it was within their offensive line. I thought they physically got whooped all day long. I really did. I, I thought that there were so many third and long opportunities for Alabama's offense until they got into the second half, and then they kind of settled down and made some adjustments and were able to control the line of scrimmage a little bit more. But Alabama made their fair share of mistakes, too. They just didn't result in, in devastating you know, turnovers. And um, I, my takeaway overall was, well, first of all, in the first quarter, I was stunned that Michigan even attempted to throw the football. They had Alabama on their heels against uh, against the ropes by running it right down their throat. Mm-hmm. And then for some odd reason, they would come up and decide, well, we're going to throw it here. Why? <laughs> right. Why? Right. Right. And then some of those throws would be errant throws, and, it, and you'd lose your rhythm, and it's like, just line up and run it. This is Alabama's worst nightmare. It was the one thing they knew that they could not allow happen, and that was to get the ball run on them. And I thought Michigan early let them off the hook. Then Alabama settled down, you know, uh, things of that nature. But th- listen, when you get to – I was down at, uh, at the Cotton Bowl at Ohio State in, in Missouri and was spending some time with Urban Meyer, and and we were we were just kind of chatting at the, the type of team that you, you got to have when you get to this point. And, you know, he made it a point to – he goes, look at the Rose Bowl. He goes, just – he goes, just block out everything else and just watch the offensive and defensive line for both teams. And as you watch that unfold, it's going to tell you who's going to win. And it's, 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 it's so true, especially this time of year. And I thought Michigan had an unbelievable plan on um, not only how to pressure Jalen Milrose, yes. but they had what I call run-fit blitzes, where they knew it could potentially be a run. So when they were going to bring pressure, they made sure that they had their inside gaps covered down. And... Um, I thought they confused Alabama in the offensive line, and I thought there were other times where physically they just beat them. Now, there has been a lot made of the, the last play call, okay? And my, if I was going to give a, what I think is a fair critique that is legitimate, you can't be the University of Alabama and have such poor execution all night long at the center position and expect to beat somebody that's any good. Right. So when you're dribbling the ball back there, you're high pointing the ball back there. The ball's going to the right hip or the left hip, right about mid-thigh of the quarterback. The number one thing that does is it takes the quarterback's eyes away from what he's supposed to be looking at. So they ran, they, they ran the flare to the back to the field side. And then they up front 
they pulled guard, and it was supposed to either be you toss it to the flare or they're going to pull and kick out, and you essentially run zone G scheme. And if you look at it from the sky cam, if you look at it from the end zone, if that is a legitimate snap, he's able to key the middle linebacker to see if he vacates and flares to the back, which he was late to do, or and if he does and he flushes and he runs out of there, you take it right up, you follow that pulling guard, and if you look at the left side of the line of scrimmage, it's wide open. But the ball goes to the ground, so he never has the opportunity to make the right read. That's right. If he'd have cut left or gone left, you nailed it. Lugs, that was fantastic. Thank you. Uh, I know you, you're busy down there at the Under Armour All-American game, and uh, I know you're ready to get back to Charlotte. We look forward to catching up uh, next week, and I know y'all are excited about a big game today. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me as always. See you, dude. Tom Bill on the Out of Bounds Show. Driven by your next Ford F-150 at Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. want to say good morning. Welcome in. Happy New Year to you. We're glad to be getting into the routine here on the Out of Bounds Show. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. want to thank you for going to Apple Podcast and Spotify. And searching Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. Todd Wade, former Ole Miss NFL offensive lineman at 930.